get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. You're listening to BK and Ferrario here on your home of the Blues 101 ESPN. Blues versus the Panthers tonight down in Florida. Alex will have your pregame coverage for that one starting tonight at 5 o'clock. But right now, we're covering that game with Bill Lindsay, former NHL forward, now a color commentator for the Florida Panthers, also an analyst over on the NHL Network, so covers the league at large. Bill, we appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? Uh, good afternoon. Everything's going pretty well. How's everything there? Uh, it's been better, Bill. <laughs> uh, coach got fired. You it's know, still nice outside weather-wise. Teams getting called uh, out for their lack of compete. Uh, it, it could be going better, not going to lie. Yeah, there's been some ups and downs. It's kind of been a roller coaster uh, watching the Blues this year. Went through it last year with the Panthers. We had a, we had a tough time getting out of the gate before we we figured stuff out last year. It takes time, but you're in the right on that Western Conference side. Being 500 at this point is not a bad thing. Uh, maybe that's why Craig Berube and the coaching change was made early on, trying to push this team. Be it's wide open. Uh, it looks like maybe the number 91, 92 points might get you in the playoffs in the West this year. So, Bill, you mentioned the roller coaster that Florida went through last year, and obviously that that was a, a start that a lot of people didn't anticipate because the Panthers just looked like a juggernaut on paper. I don't know if you could say the same thing about the Blues, but as somebody who has watched a lot of hockey, played a lot of hockey, is, is there a point when you when you're in the middle of a roller coaster season that you say, you know what, this year just might not be our year? You can figure it out when you start to go head-to-head with some of the top teams in, in the West and kind of see w- where you stack up. And But if I, I'm looking at the West this year, and I, I look at that central, the central division, Dallas, Winnipeg, Colorado, that's stacked. Uh, I, I believe that's going to finish one, two, three, and Vancouver, L.A., and and Vegas and all these teams. There's there's six legit teams uh, in the in the top three spots on each side that I believe are going to firmly come out, and then it's kind of up for grabs after that. So I wouldn't throw it out yet. If I was St. Louis, uh, it's too early in the year. If some of your young, I know Jordan Cairo went went through some stuff there with the coaching change and some of the comments, but he has all the skill in the world and ton of the talent. If Drew Bannister can drag that talent out of him and get some of these guys, Buchnevis, Going Thomas, they're all on the same line together, and some of the veterans, there's there's enough veteran leadership in that lineup that if they're they're better defensively with the structure, there's enough offense there that St. Louis can at least compete for a playoff spot, in my personal opinion. Uh, we're hoping that that ends up being the case, Bill. Our, our question, though, and it. 
it is something that the coaching staff has talked a lot about. Yesterday, they were doing compete drills at the very beginning of practice to try to get this out of them. Uh, there's there's a compete issue here in St. Louis, and it's consistently taken place. And anytime they get down, it seems like they end up losing the game. They've only had one comeback win so far this season. Uh, Bill, you've been around this game for a long time. When you see something like that with a team that just struggles to get going at the start of some of these games, is there a way to fix that, or is that just something that either a team has or doesn't have? No, you have the ability to fix that. You you just have to you have to get get a team that's kind of you got to get them to grab onto something early. And as a coach, maybe recognize some players. There can be times early in games where you shorten your bench, where you see some players going and uh, just kind of mix and match the lines and say, I, I've got some players going. I'm going to give them some extra ice time here, try and get them involved in the game, notice that they have some jump and kind of sort it out uh, that way through a game. But there there should be no question that as a when I look down the lineup, as it, sometimes as a young team, if, if you have a lot of young, inexperienced guys, then maybe starting on time could be an issue. But I look through this lineup, and when I see Pareko, I see Crude, Falk, Shen, Saad, uh, Kevin Hayes. When I see this, this, these type of players, there's, there's a group not beyond the coach. There's enough leadership in that room that you should be able to start on time. And that's where I would go to first is, when I look at, at a team, do they have leadership in the dressing room that can fix this problem and get these guys ready and get these guys off the hop, jumping beside the coach? And when I look at the St. Louis lineup, there's it's <laughs> there's some young, young talent, but there's enough veterans that should be able to pull these guys along. You know, Bill, you mentioned the word leadership, and we use it all the time when we're talking about the Blues, when we're talking about whatever team that we're discussing. You played for a lot of outst- or played with a lot of outstanding leaders. I mean, you played with Scott Mellenby, you played with Patrick Marlowe, you played with uh, Saku Koivu in Montreal. What does yeah. that leadership look like that you're talking about? Yeah, Joe Sackick in Quebec. It yeah. can be in different kind of ways. Uh, Joe Sackick was a quiet leader. But when he stepped on that ice, it was full-blown competitiveness. Uh, Brian Scrudlin was my first captain here in Florida. It never stopped, uh, whether it was practice. Uh, before a game, it was always chatter. It was go. And when he worked, he had to have two jerseys. He would change in between periods because he sweated so much. <laughs> he was uh, – and uh, Scott Mellenby, when we transferred to, to the captain, to Scott Mellenby, it was more of a – the same that quiet leadership but he didn't speak but when he spoke it was like the old ef hut and this is going way back but when he spoke people listened he just grabbed your attention immediately there's different ways to kind of go about it some people are loud some people are energetic some people don't speak a lot but when they speak you listen but what is always behind it is that leadership is that there is a commitment to the work ethic on and off the ice that never, ever wavers. And that's what you're looking from a a leadership group, whether it's practice, whether it's a game, the start, it is always the same type of preparation. And that's what those, those players that you're talking about, that's what I learned and helped me to become a pro. They, and they learned and I taught because they were, I was so afraid to let those guys down. It wasn't about myself. I was more afraid to let them down than I was myself down. And when you get that throughout a dressing room, 
when everyone's working hard and you're afraid to let the guy down beside you, not yourself, that's when you become a team. And that's when average teams become good and when good teams become great. Bill Lindsay is a former NHL forward, now the Panthers color commentator. You can also see him as he appears on NHL Network. He's joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Uh, Bill, I did want to ask you, the Blues just went through the coaching change. You experienced something in uh, uh, 97 where the Florida Panthers changed in season with their coach as well. You guys were coming off of a really solid season the year prior where you went to the postseason as a player, what is that experience like when you do have that in-season coaching change? Uh, personally, it stinks as a player. I, it can change. Uh, it depends. Your role is going to change. But if you don't feel some responsibility for a person that just lost his job, then you're in the wrong. You're in the wrong business. No matter if you are playing six minutes a night and felt you deserved to be playing fourteen, uh, maybe you felt okay. The coach is going to change and come in here and I'm going to get more ice time, but that's the wrong way to think about it. Someone just lost their job and they can't, the old saying, you can't trade 20 players, but the next person, you better now be on alert because once they make that, make that coaching change, what they try and sort out next is who wants to be in whatever uniform. Do you want to be a Florida Panther? Do you want to be a St. Louis blues? Because if not, we made the coaching change. We're going to find out and identify who wants to be here. And then we're going to start to sort that out next. And so that's where it became scary for me. One, we just, we just let, let a person lose his job because of the way that we played. And I took that to heart. Uh, it, it was a sickening feeling. Uh, it really is. And now you become next on the hit list and I didn't want that to happen. So uh, if you're a player and you don't feel that responsibility, then shame on you. Bill, uh, on the flip side of this, the Blues opponent tonight, uh, Matthew Kachuk and the Florida Panthers, uh, always, you know, as you mentioned earlier, on paper, a dangerous-looking team. What can Blues fans expect in this one tonight? You're going to go against a really stingy defensive team. They play well in their own end. They, when they've lost, they went on a recent road trip. They've had tr- trouble scoring goals at times. But this is a team that will get down, and they're not—they're not flash and dash. That that identity that they were trying to find last year, that they found in the second half in the Stanley Cup Finals, they chip it in, they grind it out. They're going to hold on to the puck, and they're going to make you work for every inch of that ice. They control the neutral zone well. I know St. Louis is one of the best rush teams in the NHL. They do have a lot of success off the rush and creating odd man rushes. That will be a challenge for the Blues tonight. They're going to have to be able to get through that neutral zone with some speed. The Panthers can take take that away. Uh, it's uh, Paul Maurice talking to him at the start of the year, the coach, that they were light years ahead of where they were at defensively last year, and that's what allowed them to get off to the good start without Montour and Ekblad in the lineup. So you're going to go up against a really hard-working, stingy team that's not going to give you a lot uh, – at times, you, 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 can, you can find them struggling to score goals. That's maybe where you, you can have an advantage. But they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna test you pretty much every way that you can think of. Good, 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 yeah. good. That's, that hasn't been awesome. an issue at all for the Blues so far this year. <laughs> hey, Bill, we'll get, out, get you out of here on this. Uh, anytime we have the opportunity to talk Matthew Kachuk, we do it here in St. Louis. That's our guy, uh, and he certainly mm-hmm. had a successful season for the Panthers last year. It's been a rough start in terms of the goal scoring for him so far this year. The shooting percentage is way down, only five goals in the first 31 games. What are you seeing from him, his game so far this season? 
It's 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 the same. I talked about those leadership qualities. The puck's not going in. He has 110 or 115 shots, only five goals. His next 110 or 115 shots, there's going to be 20 goals in there. Yeah. Um, I, so that shooting percentage is going to change because he gets the looks that you want from the slots. That the last three four games have been better. Uh, the bet opportunities have been there, but uh, it just doesn't just doesn't waver. It's yeah, the there's too much talent around this lineup and Kachuk and the center force and all that stuff greatness that he had last year. It's still there. It's been kind of snake bitten, but if you watch him play, for the most part, you just get the same Matthew Kachuk. He's in your face. He's yeah, the, the, I guess the great thing that you can say about Kachuk is that he's a, he's got a fourth line mentality with first line skill. So when he's not scoring, he's still having impacts on games. Uh, you you would like him to score more, be more productive, but he said it the other day, I'm not scoring as much, but the team we're in a better spot than we were last year. Uh, we're winning games, uh, so it's only going to help the cause, I believe, in the second half of the year. These next 10 games or so before we get to the second half. Kachuk will have a better second half and this can at least we're in a playoff spot. We're not chasing it this year. And if Kachuk starts to piece it together, well, then the goal scoring is going to go up and this team's going to win even more games in the second half. Bill, one more guy that I am curious about just because his name has been brought up to me a couple of times, a pending free agent for the Panthers, Sam Reinhardt. What have you seen from his game over these last couple of years? He, well, he had 32, 16 goals on the power play the last couple of years, eight more already this year. Uh, he's a force on the power play. What's underrated about him is his defensive skill. People don't talk about it a lot. He rated out last year as our best defensive forward up front uh, with whatever analytics they use. They could be different with something, but he kills penalties. And you talk about a line with high hockey IQ, Barkov, Reinhardt, and Rodriguez. <laughs> uh, yeah, good luck. Uh, you, he gets. He didn't score early last year. He had the chances. It was like the flip side of Kachuk. Um, he he had those chances last year. Didn't go in. He's getting the chances this year. They are finding finding the way to the back of the net. He has a innate ability, natural ability, to score goals. But it, it it's a 200-foot game, and that's what uh, is really impressive about some of the, these teams and these players is that it's very well-rounded group uh, with Kachuk and Barkoff and, and Reinhardt. Uh, it's not only that these guys have the ability to put up these kind of numbers. They don't sacrifice defense for offense, and that's maybe the best compliment you could give Reinhardt. But the chances are going in for him. Bill, we appreciate the time, man. Everything you're describing about your forwards is what we're hoping the Blues forwards will eventually become. Looking forward to the game tonight. Blues at the Panthers. Puck drop coming up at 6 o'clock. Enjoy it tonight. Have a happy holiday season. We'll talk with you again soon, my friend. All right. Happy holidays. All the best. Thanks, Thanks for Bill. having me on.